Welcome to the Drive Deeper Podcast, where we gather together on your morning commute to dive deeper into the scripture and give you a word to meditate on the rest of the day so that you can walk closely with the Lord during your busy week. Today we are going to be in Mark chapter 10 again, looking at what Jesus says as he teaches his disciples after they have have witnessed this interaction between him and the rich young ruler. Jesus says this, starting in verse 23. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. So in this passage, we see Jesus begin to explain what has happened in the rich young ruler's rejection of his invitation into the kingdom of God. Jesus calls this man who has many possessions to relinquish all he has, go and sell it and give it to the poor to go from being first to becoming last, to go from wealth to poverty, to receive something far greater. And he goes away sorrowful and refuses to follow Jesus. Jesus then says to his disciples how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter into the kingdom of God. Why is it that it's even more difficult for the wealthy to enter in than somebody who is in poverty? Now, Jesus says in the very next verse how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God, point blank period, for anybody. But for the wealthy, it is incredibly difficult. Why? Because they have a much longer way to be laid low. It's difficult for the rich because they have much to lay down. They have many things that their hands are grasping, that they have to let go of, that they have to be like Christ and refuse to cling on to it and grasp onto it and say, it's yours, Lord, use it how you wish. You can have it all and use it however you desire to. In order to take 
this sort of step of faith, a person has to place their full trust and reliance on the Lord to provide. And by means of their wealth, they've learned throughout their lives that they can rely upon themselves. So Jesus says it is incredibly hard for the rich to enter into the kingdom of heaven because they have to place their eyes upon eternity rather than upon this earth. And things are going usually pretty well for them on this earth if they have wealth. In response to this, the disciples are exceedingly astonished and say to him, then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible, but not with God. It's only by the Lord's grace that we enter into the kingdom of God. It's only by God's grace that we are saved. And because this is the only way, each person that comes to him must be willing to lay down all that they have and recognize that they cannot save themselves. They can do nothing to earn access into the kingdom of God, and they cannot do anything in this life to sustain themselves. It all comes from the Lord, and it has always all come from the Lord. In order to enter into the kingdom of God, one must recognize this and live in light of it. So you can imagine the disciples are nervous. They've been taught their whole lives, the rich are the most blessed by God because of their obedience to him. So if the rich can't enter in, then who's going to enter in? Jesus tells them to rely upon the Lord because what is impossible for men is possible for God. And then Peter steps in and makes a statement that if viewed in this context is so helpful. He's basically asking the Lord, have we made it? He says this in verse 28, Peter began to say to him, see, we have left everything and followed you. says, Jesus, you're worth it all. We've left it all. We don't need anything on this earth. We just need you. And so we've left it all behind in order to follow you. And Peter is, and Jesus then goes on to encourage Peter in the decision that he and the other disciples have made. And he says this, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. So he answers the question in Peter's heart and tells him, you've left it all. You've shown that I am more important than everything. And I promise you this, 
to you and every other person who makes this incredibly difficult decision to lay everything down before my feet. I promise you that in the community you are entering into, you will have far more with one another than you have ever had on your own. Peter, you may go on a missionary journey for 10 years and have to leave wife behind, or if he had children, leave his children behind. Not abandon them, but leave them behind for a time. But he says this, they through the church community will have what they need to provide for them while you're gone. And while you're gone, you will enter into this community time and time again, where rather than just your house, you have open doors to all of the houses of your brothers and sisters in Christ. While you might not have access to your mother and her love when you are away, you will have many mothers, motherly figures in the church community who will love you like their own child. Now, Jesus does not say, I'm going to make you prosper. I'm going to give you all the cars you want. I'm going to give you bigger houses. You had one. I'm going to give you 10. This is not at all what he's saying. He's talking about the church community. He's talking about the blessing of going from being on your own and doing it all on your own to relying upon God, entering into his family and living as one of his kids in a global family. Jesus also does not promise that this will come without trouble. He said, you're going to gain all of these things, but along with this package comes persecution. Don't think that you're going to have an easy walk without any pushback, without any hardship, without any difficulty, without hatred from the world if you follow me. But what you will receive in this life through the church community as well as in the age to come, eternal life and blessings and rewards for your obedience and faithfulness there. It will be so worth it. And as a result of this, the great reversal will take place. The first will be last, and the last will be first. Those who had much on this earth, who were first, will lay it down and give to others. The first shall become last. And as a result of this, those who had nothing or had not much are going to receive. And as a result of the love of the person who was first, who became last, they themselves are elevated. In the kingdom of God, there is the great reversal. 
If you're focused on being first in this world, you need to change your perspective and focus on becoming last. Because it is those who are last in this world because they live for others, because they're so utterly focused on loving God completely that they live for others entirely rather than themselves. These ones who have become last shall be first in the kingdom of heaven. So what are we clinging on to? If we desire to have true heavenly greatness, we must relinquish earthly greatness. Those with unclenched hands who are willing to lose and forsake all shall become greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Step down from your earthly greatness today and give what you have to others that they may become elevated and one day in heaven you will be exalted by God because of what you did, not just because of how great it was, but because you properly responded to the love of God by loving others. I think it'd be helpful for all of us to read through the passage on the final judgment when the Son of Man comes in glory and sits on his throne and separates the sheep and the goats in Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Because those who inherit the kingdom are those who gave food to the hungry, drink to the thirsty, those who welcomed in the stranger, those who clothed the naked, those who visited the sick, those who came to those in prison. And in doing so, Jesus says, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. So when you are given the opportunity to step down, to become like another, to lay down what you have, to step from where you are and step down to love on others by becoming like them and giving to them what you have. Remember that you're not just doing it to them or for them. For what you do unto them, you do unto Christ.